Today we are going to discuss your most precious commodity, time. See, I figured out that by the time most of us have figured out what we want, what we truly desire in life, it's almost always too late. Essentially, by not knowing and not itemizing what your passion is, there's a part of you that is stuck playing small. There's a part of you right now that knows what you are doing is not your soul's purpose and mission. You know this because you're left unfulfilled. You know this because it seems like the days are monotonous and you're just going through the motions, punching the clock, doing what you feel like you quote unquote have to do to get by. And my friend, I understand where you're coming from sincerely. I understand the fact that there's bills to pay, that there's obligations to be met, that there's goals that you hope to achieve someday. How many times have you said that? Be honest with yourself for just a moment. How many times in your life have you said, one day I hope I will be able to? How crazy is that? How crazy is it not to have a defined date and time in the future in which you are striving to achieve a goal? How absurd is it that you feel as though someone else may be more deserving of your ultimate wish and desire than you are? My friend, I'm here to tell you that that's absolutely not true. And today we're going to dive into how we view time, how we use time, how we leverage time, and then how we make time ours. See, there's a saying that a man used to share with me, really the first mentor that I ever had, and I never understood it, right? I would have been a 14 or 15 year old young man, I guess really we could call a boy, There's many times I don't know that I'm not still a boy at heart. But he said over and over again, youth is wasted on the young. And I laughed because it didn't make any sense to me. It's like here I am, 15, 14, 16, whole life ahead of me. Thinking about all the things that are to come. Right at this point, I was taking care of this man's cars and properties and things, right? Mowing yards and edging and pulling weeds and detailing motorcycles and really just enjoying what life was. And I would work and work and work and be outside and be sweating. And he would ask me how, how things are going. I mean, things are great. I can't wait to get off work to go do X, Y, and Z. And of course, that's when he would typically say youth is wasted on the young. And I didn't get it because I couldn't from that perception of reality in those moments. See, perhaps much like yourself, I was so caught up as a 14-year-old young man in what it would be like to be 16 years old to be able to drive the very cars that I was cleaning. And that was all I cared about, was that next progression. When could I drive these cars? And then no sooner did I turn 16 and get my driver's license Then there was the next benchmark, just a mere two years down the road. How great would it be to be out of the house and be off to college? And then, like so many great college students do, of course, you party and enjoy life. But then you start thinking, how great is it going to be when I leave college and I can finally make a living, when I can get into the workforce? 
that's when things are going to click. And then as you enter the workforce and you find the right job or a job and you progress forward, the next step is, I really need to either buy the house, buy the car, or find the husband or wife. And so that becomes the next benchmark. And of course, you hit those things. And then the next step is, well, now that I have the house and the car and the job and the husband or wife, I suppose I should focus on creating a new life. We should have some children. Then all of a sudden, you look back. You look back at your life just as I'm doing currently. And as a 35-year-old man, almost everything I have done up until this moment of time has been in the relentless pursuit of something else other than being in the present moment. This allowed me or forced me to never truly appreciate what time was. And I stand here realizing that time has slowly started to escape me. And there's a way to shift through that, right? I spent a tremendous amount of time studying productivity and efficiency, not only in individuals, but also in the workforce. And the best way to do this is to live, of course, full productive days. But what ultimately does that mean? What does it mean to you to live a full and productive day? Well, in my opinion, what I believe or what I teach or what I help individuals and business owners achieve is to create a time consciousness, right? I don't want you to have that feeling that the grains of sand in your hand that slip through while you're at the beach are comparable to the years that will pass by if you don't manage them appropriately. So using your time wisely, even if you haven't done it up until this very moment today, does not mean that from here forward, you can't become ruthlessly committed to maximizing your time and efficiency. Because ultimately, time mastery is life mastery. And I don't know any person that doesn't want to live a truly fulfilled, truly happy, truly abundant and successful life, but yet they let the details of time seem to slip by. So every person that I have ever worked with or anyone that I have ever been around and had the pleasure of meeting that is truly successful have mastered and are exceptional at their utilization of time. Another way to have you hear this is if you want to live a truly exceptional life, you must begin to make a truly exceptional use of the time in every day. See, the busiest people that I've ever been around are always the ones with the most time to spare. Yes, you heard that right. The busiest, most productive people are always the ones with additional time to spare. Now, I say this because they have mastered the art of being highly efficient with their time. They have time blocks set aside for certain tasks. Nothing ever creeps up on them. They are the masters of their schedule and domain. The most beautiful part about that is, as you are consuming this right now, if that isn't you, you can have it be you. That was a learned skill in which you are in the process of learning by consuming this right now. You see, the first part to any new evolution in time management is guarding your time well. And when I say guarding it, I mean truly 
guarding it. Your time is the only non-renewable resource that I know of. Just as mine is. And so in order to guard your time, you must be ultra-selective about who you let into blocks of time. You must be selective about what meetings you're willing to accept. What phone calls you're willing to take. When you're willing to take the phone calls. When you're willing to answer the emails. When you're willing to respond to the text messages. You see, our modern day society has had an environment created in which you and I have to feel reactive. That phone vibrates in your pocket or that chime goes off and the first response that you and I both have somewhere deep inside of our soul now is to pull our phone out and look at it and then respond. The first challenge I'm going to present to you today is to stop doing that. Yes, stop. Now instantly, I know there's a chance you're saying, but you don't understand. What if it's my children? What if it's my husband? What if it's my wife? What if it's my mother or father? I couldn't ever not look at my phone. I'm prepared for that. I've heard that in a time or two. The first thing I would have you do is to change the vibration or ringtone for those three to four most important people in your life. Because I agree with you. If I feel my wife's vibration tone go off in my phone when it's in my pocket, I'm going to look at it. But there are many, many times now where I am pushing back on the corners of the box to ensure the fact that I'm not reactionary to the needs of others. Because I have to be in the driver's seat of my own life. I have to manage and control my own time. Because if I don't, I can't expect anyone else to. So the best way that I have found to do this, to start with, not only is setting the phone down and figuring things out like that, but it all comes from having a better amount of planning, a better amount of management prior to a day beginning. And this is where most people I find break down. Right? Think about yourself. You woke up today. Did you have a plan? Did you have a real plan for yourself on how to achieve greatness today? To live today like it was your last, to the maximum and fullest capability that you have in this moment. Odds are that answer is no. That's okay. Because I'm going to give you a tip right now to help execute your life that way. To start with, I'm going to have you plan your night, plan your day the night before. So set an alarm clock on your phone, set some sort of reminder or alert that there's going to be a 30-minute window prior to you getting in bed, prior to you laying down, prior to you retiring for the evening, where you're going to get very clear on what it is that you have to do the next day. These are going to be the required phone calls and the required meetings. These are going to be the commitments that you have. And then these are going to be selecting the commitments and times in which you want to have them. What I mean by that is you're going to start actually itemizing when you're doing tasks that you have been doing on autopilot consistently. To start with, the first thing I will have you do when you plan out your next day is to know from the time you get up until you arrive to the office, stay off of technology. I guarantee you whatever happened, whatever email came in, whatever voicemail might have hit your phone, 
Whatever new catastrophe could have went on, your business will not implode from 6 o'clock in the morning when the average person wakes up till 8 o'clock when they get to the office. If your business does implode based upon that, then you didn't have a business to start with. It was meant to implode. There was a greater gift at hand. You might not be able to feel that in the moment, but I can assure you with no question that if you can't take two hours in the morning and disconnect, you haven't created a business that's sustainable. So that's the very first part. The next part's going to be to have strategic time blocks to answer emails during the day. Those are the only times your emails are even going to be turned on on your devices. Yes, this is, this is legal, right? As your heart's palpitating in your chest right now and those hands are sweaty as you're potentially grabbing the steering wheel saying, how is this possible? You don't understand, right? I work for somebody else. No, I do understand. I guarantee your productivity will increase by as much as 70% if you actually can implement what I'm asking you or telling you to do. You see, if you get to the office at 8 o'clock and from 8 to 9 you answer emails, then you shut down your email. And then you answer it again from 12 until 1. And then you shut down your email. Then you answer it again from 4 until 5. And then you shut down your email. In my opinion, those blocks of time are too significant. But nonetheless, now you only have the external distraction three hours out of your nine-hour day that you can be reactionary towards email. The same will ultimately be true as we look at text messaging. I would encourage you that during those same time periods, that's when you respond to text messages. Perhaps even those same times are the only times you look at social media. And then you're going to shut down the ability to even see these things. Close your email brow- close your email client on your laptop or desktop. Just shut it down so you can't even see the chimes. If you use something like Skype or WhatsApp or some sort of messaging device, don't be a slave to responding to it. Your whole life, we have all now become accustomed to serving other people's needs. When that phone rings on your desk and you scramble to pick it up, it's not you creating going forward. It's someone needing something from you. So your entire day is on your heels. The most truly successful and impactful people I've ever met do not live their life that way. And yet the majority of us still tend to while we claim we want to be so successful. Well, by planning your day the night before, that's the very first step. But I actually like to take it a step deeper than that. I like to actually plan my week on Sundays. And this is not just me. This is a proven fact that think about what it would be like if you set an hour aside on a Sunday, a full hour, so one twenty-fourth of your day, and you got ridiculously clear in your own mind about what was coming up over the next week, the important meetings you had, the phone calls that couldn't be missed, the time you were going to spend with your loved ones and yourself. What if you knew what life was going to essentially throw at you before the week even started? How much less stressed would you feel? And from less stress, how much more productive could you be? And from a heightened level of production, how much more successful, how much more rapidly could you be there? What's incredible, right? I've developed a process to actually help walk you through this. 
I refer to the Sunday planning as the observation tower. Because in my mind, you climb up one of those old fire towers, one of those observation towers where you could look out over the next week and then you could strategically see what's coming. And so with a process and system called the observation tower, which you can have complimentary access to, simply go to my business Facebook page. The one that has a profile picture of just me, that's Ryan Nidell, N-I-D-D-E-L, and message me. But when you message me, you click on Messenger, type in Observation Tower, nothing else, just Observation and Tower. It will walk you through step-by-step, moment-by-moment, how to plan out strategically your next week. I would encourage you to pause this episode and go do that so you can see it once. It will not take you an hour to go through it. I've created a Messenger bot system to pour value into your life, to help you accelerate your own growth, because I want you to live the life you desire. Too often I find that we come up with stories about not knowing or not knowing where to look or ask or find resources. So that's what this entire show is about, is just giving you the tools, expecting nothing in return. So that observation tower will help you completely plan out the next week. The key things you have to do for yourself and your business. The dates you're going to go on with yourself, with your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. People that are important to you. Anything that really is going to propel your growth forward can be found in this observation tower that should be done every week on Sunday. And it should take an hour. Actually sit in it. Focus on it. Don't rush through it. Use the strategic planning that exists for you to accelerate your growth, and that's not just checking boxes. See, this ultimately is the life balance secret. How we just started this show stating you might feel a little out of balance, that you feel like there's something greater. Just planning the day the night before and planning the week on Sundays will ensure the fact you begin to feel more balanced. But in order to do this as well, there's a little recharge that has to come in every day. Because to live life in modern society, no matter how great you are at time management, days feel heavy. There's big things that have to be accomplished. And to take a break each day and do something for yourself is the most impactful thing you can do, especially if you work inside of an office building. Instead of the relentless, tireless rush of doing more and doing more and doing more, I'm going to encourage you to set a 15-minute window aside to go outside and not to scramble to go get something to eat, but to truly just be outside, breathe in some fresh air, calm yourself down, get your parasympathetic nervous system to just reset for a moment. Realize that there's incredible things in life for you to do and to achieve and that the 15 minutes won't stop you. I can almost hear you right now though, through the, through the speakers in your car. It's almost like you're bouncing it back to me. Ryan, you understand I can't do that. I can't physically do that. You don't understand where I work. No, my friend, I do. I completely understand where you work. You need to drop the story of I can't. Because if you're working in an environment where you can't go tell the manager, tell the boss, tell the owner, 
that you're working on your own level of productivity and that you know that studies have shown that if you take a 15-minute break and walk around outside, that you'll come back in and be 45% more productive during the next hour and a half of your time and he doesn't or she doesn't understand that, you're working in the wrong environment and you probably don't like it anyways. Stop allowing the excuses of your life to get in your way because that's what they're doing. They're slowing down your progress from being where you ideally want to arrive to. Because the the meaningful things in your life should never be sacrificed for the less meaningful. The meaningful things in your life should never be sacrificed for the less meaningful. That's an interesting phenomenon, isn't it? Think about how many things you did yesterday that weren't meaningful. Think how many things you wanted to do yesterday that would have been meaningful for you. Realize the fact that this moment in time, this eternal right now, the eternal present, you can make an alteration to that. See, all that you do forms your invisible whole. I know that's a little obscure, right? A little metaphysical. All that you do creates your invisible whole? Let me explain it to you. You're sum total of the actions you get to take every day. Now, I have for quite some time done something that I refer to as the optimized eight. And I do the optimized eight before I leave the house every morning. And I do the optimized eight because I realize that I'm a sum total of what I have done over a period of time. And so there are days where I don't want to achieve the optimized eight, where I've not gotten the right amount of sleep, where my stress is too high where I'm too tired, where I'm too busy. All the things that would be natural excuses to not achieve something that puts me in personal power, those are the days where I have to double down and actually do the work because my body's requiring it. And so the optimize eight is very simple and you can do it yourself. I would encourage you to. It starts every day by getting out of bed quickly with intentionality. Showering, practice some gratitude in the shower, practice some breathing, center yourself. That's actually not part of the optimized eight, just a wonderful thing to do, as well as a cold shower. A little mitochondria efficiency, a little increased energy production. But where the optimized eight starts is with a fresh green smoothie. Now, when I say fresh green smoothie, this does not mean you went to the local Jamba Juice and got a smoothie. This doesn't mean that you bought one of those sugar-laden things from your local grocery store or gas station. This means that you invested the time and energy to buy natural, organic products, put them in a blender, blend them, and turn them into fuel for your body. I do it with spinach, with kale, a little bit of Cylon cinnamon, some blueberries, maybe some raspberries. If I'm feeling a little frisky, I might even throw in a banana. You want to fuel yourself. You want to clean yourself from the inside out and put jet fuel in the high-performance vehicle that you are. I get it. As you're hearing this, you're like, man, I've either heard this before from you, Ryan, and I haven't done it before, or I tried and it was disgusting, or there's no way I can afford this. Whatever the stories are, they're all nonsense. You are actually worth it. And there'll be a way to get the taste dialed into something that you find to be palatable. 
The benefits outweigh the momentary pain. And that momentary pain and your inability to traverse the pain of something that doesn't taste good, of something that's a little inconvenient, is the exact same reason you are stuck exactly where you're at in life. Because you will not traverse the pain that keeps you stuck. And my friend, if no one else tells that to you, and it's only me that you ever hear it from, someone has to stop lying to you. If you are not living the exact life that you want, there's a good chance you are not willing to lean into the pain. And as we speak about pain, the next step of the Optimize 8 is to sweat, is to actually work up a sweat. This is in the morning. This isn't after work. This isn't later in the day. We are priming our bodies for success the moment we get up. Success is a mindset, my friend. Success is what comes from a series of habits and patterns that have been repeated over a long enough period of time. That is what success is. So in order for you to achieve the level of success, we're going to sweat. And that can be as simple as doing 50 quick air squats, 50 push-ups, and 50 sit-ups every day. But do them with intentionality. Do them with vigor. Do them with purpose. Do them with passion. Eventually, maybe you throw in some, some walking lunges. Some jumping jacks, some burpees. It doesn't matter, but if you don't break out in a sweat, it didn't count. The next part of the Optimize 8 ends up being a series of meditative practices. Now, meditation has a whole bunch of different meanings to different people. I will start by encouraging you just to consider that meditation could be nothing more than you finding 5, 10, ideally 15 minutes to sit in silence. No TV, no phone, no electronics, no music. Just sit and focus on breathing. Calm yourself down. Maybe even mentally rehearse the successes you're going to have today. That can be meditation for right now. If not, use something like brain.fm, brain period FM. It's a brow, it's something you can go on Google and find. It's an app. It's a really impactful, easy way to start to meditate, which pushes you into the theta state. From there, the next step is journaling. Right, we need to, we've cleaned our, cleared our mind by meditating. Now we're going to journal. We're going to fill it with good things. And I believe wholeheartedly in something called future self-journaling, which I'm putting a spin on and coming out with something called quantum self-journaling, but that's for another date and another time. Future self-journaling is essentially something that, it's not essentially, future self-journaling was created by Dr. Nicole LaPera, an incredible psychiatrist out of Right now, I believe to be Florida. It could be mistaken. But there will be a link in the show notes to, to go ahead and take advantage of a future self-journaling protocol. But what it is, is you're going to take one habit or one belief that you have about yourself that is limiting. You're going to address that and we're going to get rid of it. And you can consistently work on that over a 30 or 45 day period until that no longer becomes your truth. That becomes a piece of essentially manifestation which we will get into in a future episode. See, the next step after those four, right? So we've smoothie, we sweat a little bit, we've meditated, we've journaled, we've future self-journaled specifically. Now we're going to need notes and letters of appreciation to people that are close to us. It's very simple. If it's your husband or wife, that should be the first to go. And it should be something that you love, honor, appreciate about what they did yesterday. And I've even spiced this up now as I'm getting into a new series of life with new ideas and, and new methodologies. And I actually start to give thanks for things that I know we're going to achieve together. 
So I tell my wife that I love the things that we have done in the future sense. I love the custom home that we have built, that we have designed every detail, that we've painstakingly obsessed over. I love the fact that we get to live in the house of our dreams. And I write that to her. Because not only can I be thankful for what she did yesterday, but that's living in the past. And I can feel the gratitude in the moment of today, but I can also begin to project forward what it is that we're actually building together. Because your body doesn't know the difference. Your cells don't know the difference. Your genetic expression doesn't know the difference of the sense of gratitude from something that has happened and something that will happen. It's been proven scientifically. Then I send the same note of appreciation to my daughter. And if you don't have a daughter, if you don't have kids, send it to a best friend. Send it to a mother, a father, a brother, a sister. Just send it again. I love, honor, or appreciate something about you. Then the final two steps for the optimized eight, the first step is to read something impactful. Read something that's going to progress your business forward. Yes, it has to be something that is actually going to make you a better person, make you more productive, make you more successful. That's what this is all about. And from this point of having that part dialed in, then we're going to go ahead and we're going to share it. We're going to declare it to the world. And whether we write it down and we share it with our office workers, whether we call someone on the phone and share it, whether we create a social media post, there is a new neural pathway that gets created when you verbalize what it is that you've learned. So much of that is the very ground for this podcast. You see, I know as I learn things and I implement them and I share them with clients, And I have seen them work over a period of time, plus done the research behind the scenes. If I share it with you, it becomes more ingrained in who I am as a person. And so I don't have to guess. I know what works. I've seen what works. I share what works. And what works becomes a part of me. Just as I hope it becomes a part of you. Those things are the optimized eight. And those things end up being the non-negotiables for my life. It doesn't matter where I'm at, what time of day. As I record this episode, I'm actually standing in my room at Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica. I have meditated. I have journaled. I have sent notes of appreciation to my wife and my daughter. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to work out. I'm going to drink my green smoothie. I have already read, and I'm declaring some things with you right now. This will never go away from me because I know it gives me an unfair advantage for 95% of the population. If I sit in front of you and I have done all this, I have done these eight things every day. I know in my soul the probability of you sitting across from me in a business meeting, sitting across from me on a Zoom or Skype, sitting on the other end of a phone with me. I know that I have more productivity, more passion, and more power inside of me than you most likely do. So if we get into a negotiation, we get into a heated battle, we get into an exchange where we don't agree, I'm going to win. And I'm going to win because I have that internal confidence. That same internal confidence that I'm giving to you, it's not exclusive to just me. It's just as much a right of yours. Because this whole power and this whole ideology of putting yourself first leads me into the next little topic of conversation, which is how you show up at home is ultimately how it's going to affect work. And how you show up at work is going to affect how you show up at home. But how you show up for yourself actually impacts both. 
You have to show up for yourself, my friend. You have to quit justifying that you don't have time for yourself. You have to quit accepting that mediocrity is an acceptable way to live your life. You're a divine creature and a divine being capable of true infinite possibilities, but yet you diminish yourself by the fact that you justify average behavior. You're not average, my friend. You just have an average mindset. And the average mindset can be altered. Because 80% of your results are actually only coming from 20% of your activities. These 20% of your activities are what I refer to as your high-impact activities. As we look at your life right now, I want you to actually think about it. What are the 20% of the activities that you do that are producing 80% of the results? What are they? When you know what they are, you can spend time there where it matters most. This is being priority-driven, essentially. And being priority-driven is the ultimate secret to time mastery. You want to start to spend the majority of your precious time and mental energy focused on the meat of a situation and waste no time paying attention to the fat. That's that 80-20 rule. But what happens is the fat, the fat comes around when people come and steal our time. And we allow them to steal our time. You know, the friends that text you throughout the day, the pointless things that don't actually progress your life forward. The people in the office that come up and gossip about what someone else is doing. The storytellers. The ones that fill the voids. The ones that are just time sucks. You must begin to be ruthless with your time. Something that I had to learn painfully over the past year. See, I love every, everyone that has ever listened to one of my shows. Whether there's a previous show that's 15 minutes to freedom or whether it's just current show, Optimize Life. I'm incredibly fortunate to receive a fair number of emails, direct messages. I used to have an active Calendly link where you could just book time. I just wanted to serve everybody. There was no expense for the time. Just go ahead and sign up and let me know. Right? We'll, we'll hop on a call. Well, that was all well and good until all of a sudden I look at my calendar and I don't know 90% of the people on my calendar. I have no time for myself and I feel trapped. I feel like there's no way out for me. And so I have to pivot. I have to audit what I'm actually doing. I have to see if where I'm going is actually serving me. That answer was no. So I started looking at it when I look at what client engagements can be and have been. I figured, okay, if I put a dollar value on my time, that will certainly slow down people from just booking for arbitrary questions. And so the minute I valued my time at a, at a level that I know is less than it's actually worth, i.e., I started charging $497 for an hour of my time. Wouldn't you know my calendar got a lot more open. Because while people want to have their questions answered, there are many that are afraid to invest in themselves. Because ultimately, I know it's not a question of investing in me because my client track record is proven and my own track record is proven. It ends up being an internal value proposition. And so I had to pivot through that. I had to get away from it. 
I had to begin to optimize that variable in my life and no longer allow pointless meetings on my schedule, pointless conversations. I actually won't take a phone call unless I know why we're hopping on the call, what the desired outcome is, the time allotment that we have, and if we have a clear understanding of roles and expectations prior to the call. That's just a phone call. You want to talk about a face-to-face meeting? It's even more ruthless. Because if I don't honor myself that way and I don't honor my time that way, no one else is going to. And my friend, the most beautiful thing is it's the same for you. You just have to show up as the version of yourself that you already are. But the one that you're afraid to let loose on the world out of fear of judgment, shame, ridicule. Those are low vibration thoughts and you don't deserve to have them. So let's agree if we can to leave them right here in this, in this conversation. And a phenomenal way to help leave those in this conversation is actually to take a look at one of the sponsors of the show. That's Human Potential Institute. So HPI for short is one of the foremost educational platforms for individuals looking to level up their life across all aspects, especially if you're interested in helping other people, i.e. if you want to become a coach. Right? So I went through the Human Potential Institute training and it truly shifted how I showed up for myself, how I showed up for my wife and my daughter, and then how I showed up as a coach. Human Potential Institute is founded by an incredible man, Dr. Mark Atkinson, who will actually be an ongoing guest of this show, a wonderful friend, an incredible coach and mentor to thousands of people over the past 20 or 30 years of his life. And Dr. Mark Atkinson has come up with an incredible methodology to help shift what is possible inside of your life and life of those people around you. If you'd like more information about the Human Potential Institute, hop over to humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimize for more information. I do get credit when you stop by their site. So do me a favor, take a look at it. Click around, ask for some more information. It is certainly well worth it. More importantly, I actually have a discount code that is available if you are interested in signing up for a course. Currently, through the 25th of July, I'm able to offer you a $1,000 discount. Whether you pay all up front or you pay over a period of multiple payments, that discount code is optimize or optimized PP. Optimized PP is for payment plan. Optimize if you're going to pay it all in full. That's going to get you a $1,000 discount off one of the most impactful trainings you can ever go through. That is ICF accredited. That is International Coaching Federation accredited. What that means to you is if you're interested in coaching corporate wellness, corporate mental wellness, large corporations, or you want to know that you're running with the elite coaches in the industry, ICF is the only accreditation that matters. And with Dr. Mark Atkinson's work and the quality of this course, over the almost year it will take you to get certified, you'll end up with an ICF accreditation. In addition to that, I'm going to ask you to stop over to OptimizeLifeShow.com. That is the content resource hub for this show. So every show that I've ever created all has transcriptions for those of you that like to hold things in their hand and are more of a visual learner. 
It also has content-rich PDFs to back up the content that you've received on here. Do me a favor and go ahead over there. It's completely complimentary. That's OptimizeLifeShow.com. Head over to OptimizeLifeShow.com. Log in. Again, it's free. And take advantage of all the content-rich resources that we have there. It is my goal to truly shift what you believe to be possible with 100% complimentary information. I'm going to outgive and out-educate everyone else from a place that I know I can impact your life because I've impacted hundreds of lives so far and you'll just be another notch on the belt. That is OptimizeLifeShow.com for your complimentary resources from this show and every show prior and every show that will come in the future. This, by going to Optimize Life Show, it could have a massive impact in your life. It could be the one shift that leads to the big thing that you're looking for. But in order to do that, you're going to have to have the power to say no to little things. Yes. You need to have the, the courage and the power to say no to small things so you can have the joy and abundance to say yes to the big things. That's just how it works. Right? You're going to exchange one thing for another. So let's say going over to OptimizeLifeShow.com takes you five minutes of time. You're going to have to say no to something smaller in that same time block. Now, I value your time and I value you investing in yourself, but that's just the facts of how life works. But in order to do this more efficiently, there's two books I want to bring up to you. The Power of No, N-O, and Deep Work. The power of no will get into the justification under understanding of why we say yes to so many things and how we can say no and why it's beneficial. And Deep Work is an incredible book about time blocking and time management. And I find that so many people can benefit from time management and, and deep work on themselves. Because people end up respecting you a lot more when they realize that you value your own time. Right? So when you start pushing back on people and you start saying no, no, I'm not going to do this. No. They start realizing, oh man, originally they're, they're not going to like you very much because it's a pattern interrupt for them. But then it becomes something much different. Then when you do say yes to them, it's like, oh wow, he's making special time for me. The most impactful and powerful leaders that I've ever met before, truly beacons of industry, say no to 100% of everything. You have to work diligently to get a yes out of them. I believe there's so much power in that. See, if you want to actually truly soar in your life, you must cultivate the habit of doing things less productive people don't like doing, even if you don't like doing them either. Let that sink in for a second. If you want to be better than the people around you, you have to do the things they're not willing to do. I know that's a polarizing subject. What, what is better than the people around you? Only you know that answer. No human being is inherently better or worse than anyone else. Not in my book. Some just pull off bigger things. And the ones that pull off the truly phenomenal, truly spectacular things in their life that live the life full of abundance that most of us scratch our heads with how could it be possible? They figured it out. They did the things that other people wouldn't do. And they did it for a lot longer. I'm compelled to share a momentary story of an acquaintance of, of uh, I'll call him a friend, however you want to say it, Andy Frisella. 
Andy Priscilla has a podcast. It's MFCEO. Certainly not for everybody. MF stands for, just as you would imagine, to say mother and throw in the explicitive. Andy owns a, a supplement company called First Form out of St. Louis, Missouri. He also owns uh, a series of, of franchise stores that are called Supplement Superstores. And see, Andy, I believe 15 years ago, and I could be, maybe it's 10 years ago. I'll, I'll butcher this a little bit. But the first three years that he owned just his supplement store, he made zero dollars. He had to work odd jobs, sleep in the back of the store, just to get by. The next seven to 10 years collectively, he made a whopping 560, I think $3 a month per month over 10 years. Yes, as, as he's building an empire for the next seven to 10 years, he's making 500 and some odd dollars a month, still just barely scraping to get by. So now he's 10 to 15 years into his dream and still is not producing what we would see to be true abundance. Now, last time I looked, and I certainly don't call up Andy and speak to him. That's not the nature of the relationship. But last time I looked on social media, last time I saw what he shared, last time I spoke to some of the guys inside of First Form, Andy and his wife, Emily, moved into an incredible house that has been something that he had known he wanted for a very long time. He has a fleet of 30, 40, 50, very exotic cars as he loves cars. He has employed now or employs more than a thousand people and his business will do more than $300 million in revenue. It just took him 10 to 15 years to get there. But see, none of us were around when he was sleeping on the floor of Subman Superstore. None of us knew who he was when he had the small presence in a small house with a small startup company. But yet we all are envious or want what he has now in the moment. The only reason he got this is because he did all the stuff that none of us would do. He slept on the back of the supplement store. He took less money than any of us would want to take. He reinvested. He plowed forward. He lived the life of obscurity until he didn't. He did the things that less productive people wouldn't do. But ultimately, there's another way to do this. Which is ironic after coming on the back end of Andy's story. And that's to live and to love a simple life. One with less decisions and ultimately more productivity. Now, if you follow me on social media in any capacity, you'll see that I essentially wear the same four different shirts, two pairs of shorts. I found that Lululemon, that their collared shirts, their polo shirts, and their shorts fit me very well now. So I found shirts that fit me that I like the way they fit. I bought every color. I found pairs of shorts that fit. I bought every color. I have black socks. I have enough pair of underwear to get me through a week. All my workout clothes are the same black shorts and a series of four to five different shirts. And I have eliminated decisions because those decisions don't really matter. What ultimately matters is my ability to produce going forward. I had to get clear on the simplicity. I had to eliminate decision fatigue. That's also why I do the same things every morning. That's also why I plan out my days the night before. That's also why I plan out my weeks on Sunday. 
because it takes out decisions. I had to start doing things that put me in power. Because I finally started to realize that I had to stop acting like I had 500 years to live. Because I don't, just like you don't. There are those things that you want to do that you have to actually do it now. You have to do it today. You have to start living in a deathbed mentality. That's ultimately living each day like it was your last. Tell those that you love that you love them. Eliminate the hate and anger that you have in in rush hour traffic when someone cuts you off. Fuel your body with the best things. Practice gratitude and being centered. Love what you are going through in the moment as though it is your last day and breath. And I share that with you because when you start to embody that, when you start to live from that place, you stop playing small. If you knew 24 hours from now that you were going to die and you had no choice, what wouldn't you try to go do? The world, you you try to do everything you possibly could to either set up your family financially, to put yourself in the best light, to experience all that you wanted to experience, but yet you don't do that right now. You should. You absolutely should. Because anything other than that is accepting this life of mediocrity that you shouldn't have. Because you're actually filled with limitless potential. We all are. There's a way to tap into your greatness, and we're going to get into that in tomorrow's ep- or next the ep- next episode. I'd say tomorrow, but this is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show. So you need to start to act as though failure is impossible and success will occur imminently. You're going to want to tune into the next show for a ton of information on this. Because from this place, I'm going to ask you to consider that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are actually spiritual beings having a human experience. You are no longer just living in this world. The world is actually inside of you. And from that place, the ultimate purpose of life is to serve others. With us all being one and the same, we are all connected in one way or another. The only way we can help ourselves is by helping others. And that's what the show is ultimately all about. The Optimized Life Show is a way to truly impact your life and propel you forward. If there are subjects or topics you'd like me to cover in addition to what I already have mapped out over the next 75 to 80 days, drop me an email, ryan at lifeoptimizationgroup.com or if you are interested in potentially diving deeper down a rabbit hole with me, please reach out. There is a lot more that we can do together. This is Ryan Nidell wishing you truly unlimited success.